Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Our Take on the Bold and the Beautiful. My name is Jonathan, and I will be your host today. And joining me, as always, I have the best panel talking about the bold and beautiful round, and that is Jenna, Marissa, and Durante. Hey, guys. Hi. Okay, so... We're going to get to the stories, or like storyline, I guess, of the week in a minute. But there's a lot of bold and beautiful news that broke, more so than I actually even realized when I started like writing this outline, because I didn't feel like the internet told me about any of this this week, and I was kind of surprised. So, because it didn't. <laughs> mostly because, yeah, it didn't. So, first up, we found out that Katrina Bowden, who plays Flo, is going to be taking a little bit of time off from the soap to go film a movie down under in Australia. Marissa, I know you've been wanting Flo again to just go away. Are you excited to have a little bit of a break from Miss Flo? Yes, congrats to the actress, but I'm good with the Flo break for a little while. I'm happy for her. She yeah. deserves to to do a lot of good things, and I'm I'm gonna laugh when she ends up just leaving the show to go off to bigger and better things. Uh, we don't know anything about what the movie is. She's taking six and a half weeks to go film it right now, um, so we'll have to kind of wait and see. Some of that bold is gonna be dark for so. The character of Flo yeah. won't be gone for six weeks, but probably more like three or four. So. It'll be interesting. I wonder how they're going to do that, too. Me, too. Like, it's just it's an awkward time for her to just be like, bye. But also, it's not a long enough time that they even have to reference it. That's what, like, yeah. angers me is, like, they don't need to, like, say anything. She could just be not on screen, and it's fine. She could just be recovering from the operation. Yeah. And then we're done. That's it. That, that was the storyline. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Um, but she's not the only one that filmed a movie. Um, Courtney Hope got to guest star in the first Hallmark Channel Christmas movie of the season, A Merry Christmas Match. So are you guys, any of you guys, like big Hallmark Christmas movie fans? Like, do, is it on every day in your house from, I guess, now till Christmas Day? I'll watch no. a couple. No. It depends. No. Now, if you, like, if it's the ones with, like, Jen Lilly... Yeah, I'll probably end up watching those because I love her. But the other ones are kind of hit and miss for me. But definitely, if Jen Lily's in it, I'm on it. <laughs> I love I, her. I've not been a big Christmas movie person, but yeah, I'm I, feel, I feel like I'm going to be into it this season. And the fact that I get to see my girl Courtney Hope, like, you know, I'm going to be going to be there to stand her. So it's yep. one I'm going to definitely check out later. Today. Are you going to live tweet it? I might. I like literally was looking up links for it earlier and seeing if I could watch it before the podcast, and I didn't have time to do it. So I was like, whatever, I'll do this later. So yes, I will live tweet uh, a Merry Christmas match for oh, all I'm turning on my notification for Jonathan. Because also I'm gonna drag it too, because that's the only way to do it. Oh, so yeah. it'll be a very interesting <laughs> event. But. Courtney Hope was not the only one to do a Hallmark movie. Mr. Rome Flynn got himself a little bit of Christmas spirit and filmed a Christmas duet. So are you guys big Rome Flynn fans? Oh, he's cute. Yeah, he hot. I like, I like him. Uh, he's one of the ones that Bull just let get away. Yes. And it's, yep. it's really sad because he could have been literally – 
the leading man of that show. Zenday was set up for success, and because of the color of skin, he was put on the back burner. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Uh, well, he's now going to be singing his heart out, and I'm excited. <laughs> and now that he did this movie, he actually decided, you know what? Let's let's do something else. And he dropped his first single, brand new. All right, so I didn't know this existed before looking this up, and I decided to look it up on Spotify and play a little bit. And at first, I was like, "Huh, okay, uh, this is this is interesting," because the way it starts is kind of weird. But once he actually gets going, like it was, it was kind of a bomb. Durante, you did you get a chance to listen to it? Yes, I did, and I really liked it. Um, I didn't know he could sing, so I was pleasantly surprised, and yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was it was it was something just interesting. So I'm definitely gonna tell you guys if you have a chance, you know, just just go to Spotify, go to your streaming music, and just kind of pull up brand new and just just give it a bop and see what see what you think. So let me know when the music video drops and I'll watch it. Uh, you know that thing's gonna be fire. So I'm just saying. I will let you know. Thank you. So. The last piece of B&B news uh, that we had is that Todd McKee is going to be reprising his bold and the beautiful role as Jake Macklin. Um, Who? Yeah. <laughs> so um, according to SoapCentral.com, uh, actor Todd McKee is making the return to the bold and beautiful in the shoes of Josh Macklin, a role he originated in the 90s. Again, I say well, the CBS soap is remaining mum about the circumstances that bring Jake back to the fold, and there are a million different reasons why the character is making a blast from the past return. Not only is Jake romantically linked to several of Vol and Beautiful's women, including Donna, Felicia, Macy, he has also had a notorious helper for the soap's bounty of fashion shows. So I'm just assuming he's going to be back for a fashion show. I just – I don't – I don't know. Like, I don't I, know. That name does not even here. ring a bell for me. I thought that it was like, like I've been watching this show for character. a long time. Like that name does not ring a bell for me. It's it's just me either. I don't I don't know. It's like I looked him up or I looked at the picture and I'm like I I kind of remember that scene. I think I don't know. Like I just I I feel like I should know him, but I I don't. So cool. Um, well, I mean, bold is good about like when they introduce characters from like way you know many many years ago like they always like incorporate like clips when those people come back especially if it's the same character you know and they just start talking oh do you remember this and they'll do a clip and you're like oh that's who that is oh okay i mean again i'm having a conversation about it and we're acting like he's gonna have a story this is bold and beautiful he's gonna be on for like a scene and then we're just gonna like blink and miss it and it's gonna be done so such is life but you know what congratulations to the actor, you know what? You you got your check and kept your insurance this year, so there you go. <laughs> um, before we jump to the show, did you guys hear the news about the daytime Emmys? So they are going to be going to from a two night event where we had the creative Emmys and then the main show to now a three <laughs> weekend long extravaganza. Oi, that's all I got for you. Uh, I just I don't. I, I'm waiting to hear specifics on why. Um, waiting to hear maybe if there's some where I'm a reason that they can make this make sense to me. It's kind of weird when this is coming hot off the heels of them announcing that the younger actor and actress category is going to be shrank and just become the younger actor 
and be a unisex uh, category. And I'm just kind of kind of confused as to why then we're expanding the show to another day. But has anybody got any feelings one way or another towards the daytime Emmys? Doesn't make sense. I mean, if it's like three days, okay, so you have like the creative arts and then like what you're just doing soaps one day and then everything else another day or like how are they going to, you know, cleave it? Like, I, I don't understand why it's three days. Like, you don't even have the money. Like, no one even wants to broadcast it. And all you got is some bootleg Skype video from, mm-hmm. you know, the actors that are in the audience, basically. So, why? Can we just at least, I don't know, maybe pay for their own statues? Can we can yeah. we do that first? You know or that's not going to happen. We're, we're still going to make them do a GoFundMe. Pay for their own day statue. Get their own statue because it's just, I don't know. Bless their hearts. I, I'm glad that they keep going because the actors deserve the recognition. And the big thing that I do see online is like a bunch of people getting upset about it. But I mean, the show's not for us, but also I just want to see these people get recognition in a broader stream and doing three nights just... It, it it doesn't sound like a good idea for me, but you know what? Maybe it will be proved wrong this June when it airs, but oy. That's all I got for you. So let's talk about this exciting week on The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, the battle over Douglas has kicked into high gear as Thomas is arguing with the logan family over what to do uh at one point we even got a true discussion from uh hope with thomas alone talking about how she just wants him to sign over custody to her and how douglas will do so well but meanwhile thomas is just in his head just like really just having this weird conversation and lines of dialogue with himself over you know how he's he just mad about the whole situation, but how he just can't stop looking at her lips and her eyes and just thinking about how they could be and what they could be. And I was just like, whoa, just, just, whoa. Yeah. I really like the scenes between Hope and Thomas. I don't know why. I just, I thought, um, Matthew who plays Thomas did a really good job with those scenes. And for some reason, Thomas came across as sincere when he said that he would think about it, maybe he was just manipulating her. But I, for, for like, for the first time, I saw him drop his shield and just—it seemed like he was being honest and sincere. See, I think he was just manipulating her the whole time. He doesn't. Have, I don't think he has even uh, uh, an ounce of uh, planning to sign those papers and give up custody of his son. He's just trying to do whatever it takes to just get hope to talk to him at the moment. And then yeah. he'll take it one step at a time. But he's, I don't see him ever giving up custody of his son. Just, just because that, that doesn't seem like a forcer man's thing to do. Right. Like okay. it just, it seems like he would rather die than allow Douglas to live with Liam. Most of all. Well, I mean, here's the thing, like, but I was thinking, like, he has a soft spot for two people, Douglas and Hope, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when he's talking to Hope, like, he can see where she's coming from. And because he has a soft spot for her, because he cares about her, 
you know, like he can see things from her point of view. But the moment anybody else, Liam, Brooke, anyone opens their mouth, he's like, oh, no, not today. But this is not what we're going to do. Like if it was just Hope and Thomas and no one else was around, they could have a discussion. They could come up with something, whether I mean, I don't think that Hope should have custody of Douglas, but, you know, they could come up with something. But it's when everybody else, because he hates Brooke, he hates Liam, you know, he has issues with his father the only person in his family really that he trusts with any degree is Steffi, you know? So, I mean, when he was talking to her, I think I agree that like, he kind of, you know, was like, okay, I'll think about it, you know? But then the moment Brooke started saying something, it was over. Like there was no more thinking because he hates Brooke. And that means that his son would have something to do with Brooke. You know what I mean? And I think when he talks to Hope alone, like, he forgets about all that. And that's what pisses me off about this whole storyline is that Anika and Matthew have such good chemistry. Yes. Their chemistry is so good as actors when they're in scenes together, whether he's crazy or not. You know, it's like this crazy, like, vibe, like, push-pull kind of thing. And I really, really like it. And it's like, you guys are killing me. Like, why do you keep doing this to me? I hate y'all. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's... It's frustrating because, like you said, they have actual good chemistry, and it's sad to see the storyline go in the direction that it's going. But you know what? This is bold, so in a couple of weeks, they'll just go a different direction. It's just it's the way it works. Uh, Brooke <laughs> yeah. Forster is going a different direction in her marriage um, because after years of fighting for her destiny and fighting for the man of her dreams, she's she's just done. She just took off her ring and Gave it back to Ridge because, yeah, he's not worth fighting for anymore. Is is anybody sad about the bridge breakup? Nope. No. Not really. They're going to get back together, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's just like, yeah, this is like, what, their 15th separation out of 16 getting back together. Like, you know, it's like, okay. Well, it just allows for Ridge to sleep with Shauna. Exactly. And it not be an affair, right? Yeah. Well, he he was. They were on a break. Yep. He's gonna scream yeah. his Ross Geller. We were on a break. They, yep. they doesn't it doesn't count. We were on a break. You you yeah. took your ring off, Fort Logan. I don't I don't understand what the problem is. You said you just didn't want to be with me anymore. So I was like, fine, screw it. There's another blonde that looks just like you. I can just hop <laughs> into bed with. It's fine. Like I don't I don't really understand what the problem is. Like you, you, you lost me the same way you got me. Like it's just is what it is. Yep. So that just kind of escalated, and it, it was, you know what? It, it, I think that's the problem with this breakup is I know it's not for real, so I'm not invested in the story. Yeah. I feel like that's the problem with B and B though. You can't really invest in anything because they switch up every other week or every month. It's like a different thing. It's just. It's done. Yeah, that show. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not on the outline, but I forgot to to mention. Did you guys love the the little uh, Big Brother cameo we got? Because uh, Jessica from uh, Big Brother was uh, standing in for Katie, and she was giving uh, Steffi a little bit of an update. 
and the internet was all excited about it, and I'm still just questioning why these scenes exist. Stop stop doing the CPS. Stop doing it. <laughs> Jackie like, looked good. Jackie McKinnis was look really pretty, but... She looked pretty, and that's all I was paying attention yeah. to. Yeah. And then yeah. I, when she was giving lines of dialogue, I was like, yeah, we talked to Katie today, and she's doing better. I was like, no, this girl doesn't even know who Katie is. Yeah. <laughs> just when don't, I was watching those scenes, I was seriously like, who is Kathy talking to? Who yeah. is that? Like I've never seen this day player before in my life. Like <laughs> they keep doing that with day players. I was like, and oh. oh no, she was she was one of the losers on Big Brother. Yeah, it was oh, after yeah. that that I was like, oh, that's Jonathan's girl. Okay. No, don't you dare <laughs> give that girl to me. You can give me some of the other ones, but not that one. Like I just oh. Just do we know why they hit her? I don't, and that really bothers me. I, I'm assuming it's because she was the only one that would do it. Like, I feel like afterwards they were like, "Hey, so would you guys be interested in?" And they were like, "No, I don't want to do that." But like, I, I, it blows my mind because normally it's like the winner or first place or second place that ends up doing it, and this was like the sixth place person, and I just don't. Get it. Nope, nope. She's final seven. There we go. Got to keep it. my big brother rankings correct. All right, whatever. That's not, not for this podcast. So something that is, though, is what did you guys think about the chemistry between Thomas and Zoe? Because Thomas asked her to move in with him so that she could kind of have a place uh, now that she's you know struggling a little bit. Uh, do we think that this could be a new pairing? Can they be the new super super duo and cause a villainy and 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 being all crazy throughout town? I was just happy to see some color again. Zoe was just an awesome villain when she started, and I was really sad to see her declawed uh, near the end when they just made her like kind of this like wimpy like I don't know obstacle for Thomas. And I was much rather when she had that little cat and then she was just like trying to like mess with everybody in that little team scene. Yeah, I see chemistry. It's cute, but I don't think it will last. Who knows? Yeah. I was just excited that it's somebody other than Hope for him to get involved with. And I can see him using Zoe to get back at Hope and kind of manipulating the situation that way. And I think the problem I have with it is more the fact that her father is not involved. Like, and like she's having to pay the ramifications of his actions. Like, I need to go back to in scheming a little and manipulating to the top of give these people a little bit more ambition. Well, the other thing that happened this week is Wyatt and Bill, <laughs> on behalf of Quinn, uh, discussed his relationship with Sally. We didn't we didn't actually see them together this week, but we we got to discuss Wyatt and Sally. And Bill is I don't I don't get why he's trying to meddle in his son's affairs. That's not affecting him. I'm lost at that too. I mean, that's what he does, though. 
Like, if he doesn't like what his kids are doing, he either calls them into the office if they're working at Spencer, or he trades it down to the house that he pays for. And, you know, he goes, what are you doing? You know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You know, I mean, he's always meddled in his kids' lives. He's always been like, you're making the wrong decisions. You're doing this. You're doing that. You know, instead of just letting them live their lives. But he gets mad, like, when Quinn does it, or, like, anyone else dare questions his children, you know? But if he does it, that's perfectly acceptable and okay. Yeah, because what he he's allowed to do whatever. He's, he's right. Built. He's dollar bill. Dollar bill. He's the man. Nobody gets to question his authority. But if they do the exact same thing, yeah, there's a time and place, and you need to learn it. Yep. But it's like, up. but like, why do they like not like Sally for Wyatt? Quinn and um, Bill, but they like they want Flo. You know what I mean? Like Flo kidnapped the whole baby. Like Sally's just living her life, trying to do what she wants. You know what I mean? But like I don't understand why they're so like always kind of like downplay her. I feel like. Well, I mean, I get why Quinn wants him with Flo because yeah, but I just don't understand the parents. You know? Well, I mean, Bill's thing is he hasn't liked Sally since she came out. Like because they had that whole thing about the building. And um, where Spectra was, and he wanted to demolish it to build that huge tower thing that he had forever in his office. Mm-hmm. You know, he would caress yeah. it and kiss it and whatever. And I mean, that started a lot of their problems. And then, like, he was trying to meddle, you know, into Spectra and all that other stuff. So they've never liked each other. But I feel, you know? yeah, true, true. But I feel like but, he would be like, Flo kidnapped a baby like you know what I mean like the way Bill is I feel like he'd be like no like I hate this woman too you know what I mean so I feel like that's a little bit weird I mean you think he would considering that's his grandchild exactly so I'm just like weary about that but, but Flo I mean, saved I would... Katie's life so now it's all yeah, forgiven exactly you know but I was kind of like well when he went down to talk to Wyatt and he's I liked that he was like listen your mother came to me and was like this 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 so I'm mm-hmm. here to ask you what's going on you know <laughs> like you know, so I kind of, I like that aspect. I love the way Darren and Dawn play off each other. Like, it's it's so organic. And, like, the the way that Darren especially plays off him, like, especially when, you know, Bill says something that Wyatt doesn't necessarily like, just the look on his face. Like, he's such an expressive actor. And I feel like that happens a lot with, with when he's in scenes with Bill. You know, with Don, and they just play off each other so well. So I always enjoy whatever interaction they're having, whether they're fighting or it's like a nice family scene or it's just, you know, get out of my office, you know, go in your keep or whatever. You know, I enjoy those scenes because I enjoy the actors. But I thought it was just kind of out of left field. Like, you know, he's been with Sally off and on for a while. So why are you all of a sudden, you know, getting all up in his business now? Like, that just didn't make sense to me. And I don't like where this is heading because I know that Sally is going to get hurt. The writing's on the wall. And I really like the character of Sally. I really don't want her to get hurt. But why is going to leave her with Flo at some point? Yeah, they're making Wyatt all wish-washy like Liam, and I don't like it. No. I hate yeah. it. Because, I mean, we said it last week, like, Wyatt was the one that always knew what he was feeling. Like, if he was with you, he was with you, and that was it. Like, there was nobody else for him. And for me, that, um, especially on this show, that made it made him one of the more endearing characters to me. Because, you know, everyone else is so floppy. 
you know, on this show about who they want to be with. But Wyatt was always very steadfast. Like, I'm with Hope. I'm with Steffi. I don't want anybody else. You know, like, he could have friendships, but, like, if he was with someone, he wouldn't look twice at somebody else. And now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, you know, I'm with Flo, and then, oh, but Sally, and now I'm with Sally, but, oh, Flo, and I'm just like, no, you need to stop, like, right now. Yeah, I agree. Like, that's not even just, like, I feel like his personality, you know what I mean? That's, like, Liam, not Wyatt, so I feel like that's kind of... Yeah, I mean, just, like, like, out of character for him. Liam... Liam's always been kind of like the little hoe bag, and you know, mm-hmm. Wyatt has been like the loyal, steadfast person, you know, like the person that you would want to be with, you know, especially out of the two brothers. You know, he's almost like the antithesis of his father and his brother, which is something that made me appreciate him even more. Mm-hmm. And of course, and then especially when he would like go after Liam about his flip floppiness, and just be like, Why are you doing this? Like, why are you doing this to these women? Make a decision. Like, I would never do that. And that was always his thing with Hope. I would never do that to you. Same thing with Steffi. I would never do that to you. And he never would have. So the fact that they're doing this BS right now just really pisses me off. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I just, I kind of wish that Wyatt was more like Bill. Like, I know that he is more than... Why I'm, I'm Liam, but like I would want him to be like a bad boy, you know what I mean? I feel like that would be a really good storyline, like him trying to take everything, you know what I mean? Like trying to run the company or something, you know what I mean? Just something just badass, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. Exactly. Well, the last thing before we wrap up is. Bold and Beautiful uh, had a little bit of a November sweeps preview in the latest soap opera digest. And I just want to get you guys thoughts on this. Um, so because there's so many storylines on it, um, they previewed a whole two. Um, they previewed Ridge, Shauna, Aaron, um, talking about uh, making necessary decision, heartbroken at the prospect of losing his Logan to help school again. Ridge packs up and takes Thomas and Douglas to live with Eric and Quinn, but his love for Quinn has not waned. Will he be able to repair his marriage and help his son? And Ridge and Brooke have another destiny, but Shauna also lives at the Forester State, and Ridge could use a friend right about now. As Brooke struggles with her decision, Thomas delights in it. In fact, Shauna and Ridge are spending some time together. So it sounds like that story is just going exactly where we thought it was. It's just going to be yeah. the whole mess. I mean, I'm here for the mess, but make it an unpredictable mess, please. I just like that they, they included Eric and Quinn in that, and the only line was living there. Like, not that they're getting a story. It's that. No. Yep. That's the tweet. That's it. Just set it there. It's ridiculous. And they're like the most interesting freaking couple on this show. Uh-huh. I mean, when they got together, that blew up that whole show. Like, it shook the canvas. And I was like, this is amazing. These guys are awesome together. And then it's just like, oh, Quinn's at the house. Oh, Eric went on a business trip. I'm like, really? Uh Uh-huh. Well, the other story was Liam, Hope, Thomas, and Steffi. Don't underestimate Hope. This November, she is determined to use Thomas's love for her to get Douglas away from him. And with her and Liam, but now... Does Liam feel about this plan? 
not great considering that in order to execute it, Hope must spend time alone with Thomas. Liam and Brooke are afraid for Hope's safety, and Hope is not the only one in imminent danger. Dun, dun, dun. So basically, Steffi and Liam are heading back together, and they're making it sound like Hope is going to at least get back with Thomas at some point. Exactly, and it's hilarious because, again, it's another one. They said Liam, Hope, Thomas, and Steffi, yet they didn't mention Steffi at all. At no. Like, no. Per- not at all. Not mentioned a bit, but okay, cool. Oh, God. I just, they, just, uh, you need help. I don't know what you need. <laughs> yeah. I just, the show is so odd. I really don't know what I just don't know anymore with this show. I don't like it's just it's just really insane. Like it just blows my mind how ridiculous they are. Yeah. Like they're saying that Steffi's getting a new boo and watch it be someone so probably a day player or something just to shut fans up. You know what I mean? For a little while. That's really what it is. And I just I'm just lost. And I kind of feel like they're gonna like get Tom, not Thomas, the little boy, Douglas. I feel like they're going to, like, Thomas is going to do something to him or there's going to be an accident or something because the way Hope was acting on Friday's episode was like, oh, my God, Rich, protect him, Rich, Rich, protect him. Uh," And it's like, girl, relax. But I feel like something's going to happen with that. Yeah. I feel like they were just doing too much. I feel like they were kind of, like, foreshadowing something. Yeah. And Logan's going to prove to be right. That's what this is heading. Yeah, of course. Of course that. (laughs) (laughs) The forces only have their little, you know, week. (laughs) And watch, watch. The Logans don't play. They'll come back on top. (laughs) The whole time, then nothing would have happened. Yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. Ridge, it's all your fault. And Ridge will have guilt because the baby just got hurt or something or just, you know what I mean? And the Logans are right. And then, you know, just be something. But I feel like if they wanted Liam and Hope to get custody of the kid, something should have happened to Douglas for them to get temporary custody. So it would be like, okay, like they're really, there is really a fight, you know what I mean, for custody. There was really nothing, like nothing happened. It was just, well, obviously something happened, like Thomas was bugging out. But I'm saying like there should have been like papers signed saying that Liam and Hope is his temporary guardians at this time, you know what I mean? So it really could have been like a fight for custody. It was just... I'd be okay with, like, a real fight for custody. Yeah, like, I I wouldn't care, but I wish that it was someone else that, like, blood-related, like, the, like, um, Caroline's parents coming back, you know what I mean? Like, her mom's, somebody, like, like, just something, or just, I don't know, I just feel like Liam and Hope just have no type of, just, anything, like, they just are kind of, like, for me, outsiders in the situation. Hope has only been his mom for, like, a week, relaxed. Like, I just feel like they're just dragging it a little bit. They're making it something that it's not. But, but I do think that Hope will eventually end up his mother at some point, at some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I, I get that too. But I feel like they're kind of making it seem like Hope is more so, it's me, 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 me. You already took a kid from me. You're going to take another kid? What? I feel like it's more so. And even Brooke's like, oh, you can do this to my daughter again? It's more so... 
for to me, it seems like it's more about them than it is Douglas and Thomas too. He's just like, oh, that's my kid, that's my kid. But like, what about the like, what about Douglas? Someone's thinking really about Douglas's well-being. Even Ridge, he's like, oh, he's going home with his father. His father needs mental health. Yeah. And why can't yeah. Ridge just take custody of Douglas for a temporary? You know what I mean? Just something. Yeah. He's a family member. Let him take him. Or Steffi, Hope and Liam are kind of putting it in this kid's head that. They're his parents, and they're not, because he does have still have a dad out there, even though he is sick in the head and he needs help. Yeah. So I, I feel like they're all being very self-absorbed at this point, especially Brooke and Hope. I feel like they're just doing too much. Like, relax. That's not your kid, and Brooke, that's not your, that's not your grandson. Doesn't she? She has another kid, Jack. Go find Jack. Why are you worried about this little boy that has nothing to do with you at all? I just don't get it, and I don't promise either. Because here's the thing: you try and take my kid, cool. I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling the police right Exactly. Now. Yeah. Hey. He definitely doesn't really even like yeah. care. He's acting all nonchalant. Like that's a big deal. That's your kid. Hope yeah. only been raising the, all right. Like they said, like with like um Hope went to Steffi's house and took the kid. That was Hope's kid. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? She had everybody to go in there and be like, yo, that's my kid. Steffi cried it out, okay, but that's still your kid. So take your kid with you. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. She's taking her child was taken away. Now she's trying to take away Thomas's, even though he's mentally unstable. We already know this, but that's that's not right to me. I just feel like that's not right. Just take my child away. Like if they want my child to be in your custody, that that's fine. We can go through the legal process. But for now, I'm sorry. That's my kid. He's coming home with me. Bye. But legally, legally, if he was, if he, if Thomas was really unstable, right, and he did something to Douglas. Obviously, CPS just say they would take him away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, they wouldn't get custody. Hopefully, when I get custody, they would give him to a family member. You know yeah. what I mean? Like close-knit family members. Or they would send him to foster care. That's not... The show is weird. Like, that does not make sense to me at all. It doesn't make sense. And they're just all, to me, being very self-absorbed and thinking about only themselves and not this little boy right now. Yeah. I feel like it should be really rich stepping up to at this point and saying... Thomas, like, I love you. You're my son. That's your kid. But you need help. You need to get some help because something isn't right. You know what I mean? But this show does not make sense. I mean, especially when Ridge was like, oh, you know, you're trying to steal my son's, you know, child away. It's like, well, didn't you do the same thing? Yes. Like, you know, when Douglas was born for the first, like, six months of his life? Yep. That is true. But, you know, again... Sorry, I just want to add on to that. But again, no, Bridges, but I mean, his you know, he's just talking out both sides of his mouth. Yeah, that is like, true. Then just get custody of, of Douglas. Like, my whole thing was, like, like you guys said, why didn't someone just call CPS when Douglas fell off the grid, you know, and just left his child with Hope and, you know, the house with Ridge and, and everybody else? Why didn't somebody call CPS and say, hey, this is going on? Or someone get an injunction for temporary custody, especially Ridge. When he finds out that his son does all these awful things, and it's like, you know, you know, like you said, no one's thinking really about Douglas. It, it's just like, but now it's oh, we want to do this, and everyone is like up in arms about it. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so what's your plan? Like, you're just gonna let him go with this mentally unstable person who he's afraid of, by the way. Yes. And just be like, oh, it's fine. And Ridge is like literally like living in a fantasy world when it comes to Thomas. Like yeah. he's doing therapy with Taylor on the phone. What? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? 
Honestly, I feel like all of them are bugging out. They're all being just crazy. Like, no one's thinking about the kid. Everyone's kind of just having these breakdowns. Brooke's breakdown. Hope's breakdown. Um, Bridge just acting stupid. Like, like he, like, yes, Thomas is your kid, but he has issues. And honestly, the scenes that he had with Hope, I think, earlier this week, when he was just looking at her and just, like, like, just being so weird, the camera kept on going to her face, that's when I knew I was like, yeah, he's crazy. Like, he's obsessed. And honestly, he cares more about Hope than he does his own kid. Mm -hmm. I just feel like something is wrong. And I feel like, also, Hope and Liam are not the people that need to raise this kid. Hope and Liam are on and off every week. um, Liam is, like, the biggest flip-flopper ever. Like, it's just, stop. They need to... Stephanie should be they raising that kid. Somebody or the grandparents, yeah. um, the two moms, somebody. No, you know I, I mean, mean I like, like if Stephanie, could you imagine like if Stephanie got custody of Douglas and was basically telling Thomas, Well, you know what? You took Phoebe away from me, I just took Douglas away from you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. And that would be amazing, like internal conflict for the foresters. You know what I mean? But you know, we can't have nice things. So instead we get people yelling at each other over a child that you know, no one really, really cares about. And the thing is, like, half of this is Thomas's fault because he was the one that was like, oh, Hope's going to be your new mommy. Like, yes. oh, will you help me raise my child? Like, help me do this, help me do that. And now she's like, well, this is what you wanted and this is what I want to do. And he's like, no, how could you do this to me? Da, 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 da. It's like, because you're the one that started all this to begin with, Thomas. Like, it, it just it the whole thing is all hypocritical from all sides and it just drives me crazy. That's why I understand Hope's point of view somewhat because I understand where she's coming from because Thomas manipulated her and Douglas and she feels attached to him. She feels a bond with yeah, him. Yeah, I get that. I don't understand where Brooke is coming from. Yeah. I mean Brooke in I this whole like, situation is like, why are you talking? Yeah. Like, this has nothing I feel like to do with make, you. I feel like it would make more sense if they just had Brooke say, you know what? He took my kid, my grandkid. I'm going to take Douglas to, to pay him back. That would make Exactly, because that's sense. what it's really all about. Yeah. Brooke just wants revenge. Yeah. And she kind of put that, I feel like, in their heads, too, for adoption. Because Liam really didn't want to do it. He had hesitations. And Hope, she just does whatever Brooke tells her. Like, she's just... I just feel like her point of view, yes... That was, she was help raising him, whatever. Okay, cool. But the fact that they're putting Liam in, like, oh, that's daddy Liam. Like, Liam's already here, his dad. And, like, no, just, that's just too much plot for me. Like, relax. That's not his dad. He doesn't even look at him like his dad. He looks at Hope like a mother, yes, but, like, not Liam. I mean, like, the whole mommy, Hope, daddy, whatever. And it's just, like, why don't you let Douglas decide what he wants to call you? Like, yeah, like, that's just mental. Because that's how it should. they're messing him up mentally with that. That's not right. This kid had lost a mom. He was abused by his dad. Like, come on. Like, he's being thrown from this family to that room. Like, just too much. Like, they just need to get that kid some help because I feel like he's going to be a psycho when he gets older. I like see, Allie. like. Yeah. He's going to be like Ali Forrester. Yeah, I think so. I think he's going to be really crazy. Like, like, and already right now, the little kid, he does so good. He's so cute. But he looks like he's just, like, he wants to murder already a little bit. Like, he just like, creeps me out a little bit sometimes. I'm just... Maybe we can have a little serial killer. I'd be okay with that. Just have Douglas kill everybody and then just restart. Yeah, wait, didn't, didn't God and Light do something they like did. that with, like, a little kid or something? With, uh, oh, God. Will. What's, it, Will, yep. 
I never watched that part, but I already I, I saw like promos, and he used to creep me out too. Like, I don't know. That would be a really good storyline to just kill every damn body. I'd actually be okay with it. <laughs> like Jano always says, we can't have nice things. So. Let's go to our ratings before we wrap up. So I'm just going to knock it out of the park first, and I'm just say I'm giving this week a three. The actors did a job. That's what they did. The show was terrible. I couldn't watch it. So it's a three. Um, Dronte, what did you give this week? I'm going to give it a seven. Only Damn. Because of the chemistry between Anika and Matthew, and I really liked Friday's episode. When um Brooke took her ring off and she referred to herself as a slut from the valley. Very cool. Right. So I'm gonna give it a three also. Um I thought that the Friday's episode was really, really good. I loved Brooke taking off her ring, calling herself a slut from the valley. Um and also I like seeing Jackie, you know what I mean? She was all glammed up, she looked really cute. So I'm gonna give it a three, yeah. Okay, and Jenna, that brings us to you to wrap it up this week. What do you get? Yeah, I'm actually going to give it a four. And the reason I'm, because the slut from the valley thing had me dying. When Brooke ran up to Thomas and he's like, hey, remember what happened the last time you pushed me? I howled so loudly. Oh my goodness. I was like, you need to write like this all the time because this shit's funny. You know? So, I mean, like... Friday's episode was probably like the best of the week and it was just because of those tiny little interactions that everybody had yeah but I mean for the most part it's just Bold and Beautiful is like incessant whining about stuff that people shouldn't be whining about and it just it drives me crazy but I'll give it a four okay well there you go another week is and so you can follow this podcast at rtakemedia.com. We are on Twitter at rtakemedia. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us on Google Play Music, Spotify, iTunes, wherever podcasts are listened to. And we appreciate whatever reviews you give us so more bold and beautiful fans can find us, listen, tune in, and give us their snark so we can read it. Use the hashtag rtakebold when discussing this podcast on Twitter so we can Find your comments, like them, tweet with you guys, and be able to discuss your thoughts and theories on future episodes of Arte Bold. You can follow me at SoFwikiJohn. You can follow Dronte at Dronte1985. Jenna is at Jenna TV Lover. And as always, you got Marissa at A Bitches. Three A's, two Y's, three E's, bitches. All right, until next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.